Hello, and welcome to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. We are your hosts, Joe. Hello. Stephanie. Hello. And I'm Max. We are three millennials who took A-level media studies, so you know we are highly qualified to talk about films. This is the podcast for children of the 90s. Join us as we re-watch the films that shaped our childhood. Okay, so welcome back to episode 22 of... uh, Hey. Of the 90s kids movie pod. I'm really, really excited to talk about this week's show. Really excited. Are you? That makes such a change. Oh. I know. It's partly because I chose this film um, and uh, I quite enjoyed watching this film. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys think of this. So um, I'm looking forward to discussing uh, it. Yeah. So diving diving right in. So this week we're talking about the, the 1999 um, movie, The, the Mummy. I'm caveating that because this is not the one with, with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Absolutely not the one with Tom Cruise. So if you if if you've come to listen to that that episode, um, I'm sorry, you can just check out now. <laughs> no one will have come to listen to that episode. I guarantee it. <laughs> no one's seen that film. Yeah. No one's watched that yeah. movie. No one, yeah, no one would want to hear about that film and rewatch it. Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. Not even um, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he he knows he's in that film. I think they just followed him around with a camera. That's just a wild weekend in Egypt for him, isn't it? <laughs> Do you guys want to see me jump out of a plane? Not now, Tom. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so this uh, this movie just to give everyone like a rough synopsis. So um, the Mummy is a, a '90s action-packed adventure about an expedition of treasure-seeking explorers in the Sahara Desert in 1925. Stumbling across uh, an ancient tomb, adventurer tomb. Rick O'Connell... Tomb? To- a tomb? <laughs> That's a tomb. tomb. <laughs> Stumbling across an ancient tomb. <laughs> it wasn't actually a tomb. He just stumbled across an ancient tune. It, that's all it was. <laughs> It's a, it's a musical. The version that I watched was a musical anyway. I would like to see that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Max. So stumbling, across an, no, uh, stumbling across an ancient tomb. Tomb? Tomb, tomb, tomb. Um, adventurer Rick O'Connell, played by Brendan Fraser, uh, unwittingly sets loose a 3,000-year-old legacy of terror which is embodied in the vengeful reincarnation of the Egyptian priest Imhotep, um, who had been sentenced to an eternity um, of living... I didn't catch that. Could you try again? That, Hang on, Matt. That was my Apple Watch. Didn't catch that. that was my Apple. <laughs> you try again. <laughs> that was my Apple Watch. <laughs> Always listening. Okay, so taking off the Apple Watch, I'll st- <laughs> shall I, shall she I start didn't this, this again? Him or tap. <laughs> <laughs> Is it best to start again, Joe? Sorry about no, this. No, absolutely. We're keeping this in. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um... Um, uh, who had been sentenced to an eternity of uh, as one of living with the dead. So teaming up with historian and librarian Evelyn Car- uh, Carnahan, uh, played by Rachel Weiss, the pair go on an adventure across Egypt to set uh, Emo- to send Imhotep back to the underworld. That has to be the worst synopsis <laughs> opening synopsis ever. <laughs> You had um, a lot of interruptions there, Max. Sorry. I did. There was oh, a lot of distractions. Mate. If you're still listening, um, great. Um, it'll get better, I promise. But We're only three minutes yeah. in. <laughs> All done. <downhill. laughs> no wonder we had to take a break. Oh, I know. I know. Um, so, um, j- 
just just getting initial reactions because I I think we discussed this last week and I think that we'd all seen this before but we'd not seen it recently maybe so yeah. just getting your initial reactions of rewatching it um you know for the you know for the second or third time or whatever so what did you what did you make of this initially Steph I love the mummy so much it's one of my favorite family films this was a film that was one of the first films that we got on DVD, 100% remember that. And it, I've watched it a lot of times and mm. I, I still just love it. I mean, it wasn't particularly well received by critics, but it does seem to have done really well with audiences. And yeah, I love this movie. It's got everything you want from like a family friendly film. It's a little bit scary, but even as a 10 year old, I don't think I was like scared of the mummy. I mean, the graphics are pretty creepy and mm. pretty effective but i wasn't like going to bed with nightmares so oh yeah i love it what about you joe it's nice to know that this film made you cry you know fewer times than, than before time <laughs> uh, no uh yeah so i haven't really I, so i thought i'd seen this film a lot but what i know that i was doing now is i was basically i hadn't seen uh, the Mummy in a very long time, and I was definitely confusing like one and two together in my head as one big film. Mm. Um, so I remembered like specific little scenes or like the odd little catchphrase and stuff, but I really couldn't remember this film that well at all. I was like, "What happens next?" You know, sometimes you watch the film, and you go, "Oh yeah, I know what's going to happen." No, I, I I didn't really see this film a lot as a kid then. Apparently, but I enjoyed to be fair, it. Joe- but- to, I I definitely have watched this film like I don't know about ten times, but yeah. even watching it again recently, I I actually couldn't really remember what was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like vividly remember the beginning of the film where they sort yeah. of set up the whole mm. um, story with Imhotep and Anaxonomun. Um, But, like, for the rest of the film, I was like, oh, I actually really don't remember much. I remember the bit in the library. So when we first get introduced to um, Rachel Weiss's character, she, like, basically destroys a whole library um, trying to put a book away. I remember that scene. But And I remember all the scenes with the scarab beetles because they're just the the creepiest thing. I think most people remember the scarab beetles from this film. Yeah, that's the thing that sticks out because it's like, Oh no! Is uh, this is the first one where my girlfriend has managed to sit through the whole film with me? Um, <laughs> not really a fan of nostalgia, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and this, she was watching the scene. Going, oh no! Is this is this the one with the, like the scarab beetle that goes under his skin? And I was like, Oh no, it is! And I was like really terrified for it. But I think what was most um, nerve wracking and well, what was what was more scary than that is just the CGI that's aged so badly. <laughs> Like milk. I know, it has. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. There's a few scenes that I I thought were okay, but yeah. then others where I thought, oh gosh, no. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think they would have struggled to make it like um, do it do it with props, you know, especially the the big the big. <laughs> Bring out the sand puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think most of the money went on um, on the actual mummy, which you know main character of the movie probably should spend all your budget on on him <laughs> but yeah all of his i think all of his cgi um as he's reanimating is really really good yeah i actually yeah. think that that's great but then when they introduce um imhotep's 
army of priests and they're mm. all just like cgi little mm. mummy ghoul things um yeah the, the cgi quality does go down but i think re- from reading um about the making of this film the majority of the budget had to go on on animating the, the mummy so that yeah all sense. the other sort of scenes uh, not quite as as up to par and the, mm, the beginning yeah. of the film definitely looks like a video game that you it think it does that's, it really does. It seems so impressive mm. as a kid. And now you're watching it like you want to press start on the PlayStation controller to see yeah. to go to the game, don't you? But yeah. I think I quite like how... So at the beginning of the film, it starts in ancient Egypt and it's setting up the story of Imhotep and how he becomes the mummy. And it does look like a video game. But mm. then it's it's so it looks so different to when you go to the present day, or 1925... Um, when they're in Egypt and then mm. that just is very realistic and, and mm. looks like a real set. So quite like yeah. the, the difference between the, the two. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's got more of an Indiana Jones vibe in like 1925 during those scenes than, I don't know, like almost like a, a weird sci-fi thing at the start. Yeah. Like Stargate yeah. or something. When was the first time you watched this film, Max? I think, um, so I, I definitely didn't go to the cinema to see, see this. I don't have any recollection no. of that. But I'm, I, I think, I don't know what the rating is for this film, but I feel like after rewatching it, you know, for the podcast, this would have been maybe like a 12A. Um, definitely wouldn't have been a PG. There were, there were some scenes that I thought were maybe a bit too disturbing for kids. I don't know what you yeah. think. So 12A, it can't be because the first 12A... It would, that, that certificate was uh, made for Spider-Man, wasn't it? Because it was originally it a 12. Was. And then yeah, we had to change it because we've got so many complaints. Uh, take that, Trivia Queen. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so do we, do, did they do, is it a 12A and then, because on IMDb it says this film is rated a PG-13. So do you have a, a okay, 12A and then a PG-13? How does that work? Well, PG-13 is what they've used in America for some time. Oh, okay. Uh, in the UK. So it's it would have different. been a 12A then, I guess. Well, I don't, it couldn't have been a 12A because it wasn't invented yet. So it would have been either a oh. 12 or a PG. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Probably PG. But yeah, sorry. Just uh, yeah, I think the first time I watched this was probably on video. I think we probably rented it from Blockbusters or something mm. like that. Um, and yeah, I just remember thoroughly enjoying it as a kid uh, because I think it was the late '90s and any film with like CGI that much action in, mm. I was just you know, I was just sat, like so close to the TV, going, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also really liked Indiana Jones as a kid and. This felt a bit like yeah. Indiana Jones, but um, 100%. I think, yeah, I think maybe just with a tiny bit more humor and and action than Indiana Jones. And I, I guess there'll be people like listening to the podcast going, "You what? More action than Indiana?" But at the same more time, humor I, I, I than think Last Crusade. <laughs> um, but I, I I just remember thoroughly enjoying it as a kid. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of why I chose it because I just only have good memories about this. I'm not saying it's the best movie ever, but there were certain scenes like you guys were were discussing at the beginning that really did stick in my in my head. Mm. I think weirdly enough that the library scene as well, Steph, that really stuck in my head, um, which was really odd. And I don't I don't know why because that's such a small scene, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah. she makes a big impression. It's her first first uh, introduction to. Rachel Weiss's character in the movie and yeah she does make a bit of a an impression I think probably I, I it stuck in my mind because I just thought oh god she's got to tidy up all those books <laughs> 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 oh 
I mean, yeah. how how stunningly gorgeous is Rachel Weisz in this movie? Mm. You guys must have had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was. I think I must have. Yeah. I was rather upset mm. when they replaced her in like the third Mummy film. I, I yeah. refused to watch it, even though I was probably eighteen at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but still. Admittedly, I haven't seen the third, the third Money film, no. Mummy film. Um, like you uh, said earlier, Joe, I definitely rewatching this film. Mm. A couple of things I, I picked up on. One, I didn't realize. I don't remember how long this film was. So too long. Yeah, but at the same time, I was a you know nine or ten year old boy, and this you know I was I was mm. happy to watch like the entirety of this mm. film. Um, but at the same time, I definitely, like you said, mix number two with number one. Yeah. Um, the very, very similar looking films for obvious reasons. But even the story, I think there were so many occasions when I was watching this and going, oh, yeah, and then this happens and it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because because that's in number two, Max. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, I think I mix up the two. But I, I actually think, you know, I know this film isn't about number two, but I do think number two is as good as number one. Or I enjoyed it as much as number one. So I think that's maybe why I was mixing the two. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch number two. Yeah. I haven't seen that for a while. I think we should watch yeah. number two soon and get this on the podcast. But uh, the, 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 um, the spin-off film, The Scorpion King, I think is the one that I've seen the most because it's the one that's repeated on TV so much unlike, I don't know, watch it on Channel 5 <laughs> or something. But I've seen that so many times. This doesn't surprise me, Joe. No. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> if you look at the films I've chosen in the history of this podcast, it's right up there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Joe movie. It is. Wasn't yeah. that the first film that The Rock appeared in? Um, the I Scorpion King? It, yeah, it might have been his first... It, yeah, it might have been his first feature First film. appearance. Yeah. I think it's from the early 2000s, so yeah, probably. Or maybe is he in the second? I think he might actually be make a he small is. appearance in the second movie. Yeah, so, yeah. He does. But it's a really weird CGI looking rock, isn't it? It's not. It's yeah, yeah. really odd. Yeah. Really weird yeah. CGI looking rock. But I remember all like uh, the kids in the school basically saying, "Oh my gosh, you know the rocks in, you know the, the you know, yeah, Scorpion yeah. King." Yeah, I remember wanting to see that film. I wasn't really interesting at the time, but I think no, um, that, you couldn't get away from it in the nineties. You couldn't. No, you couldn't. But when WWF, before they cared yeah. about the pandas. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this, I know this isn't a woe is me podcast, but that is something that my parents absolutely did not let me watch was wrestling. Mate, um, you must have just been it. sat in your room in the dark playing chess with your shadow. <laughs> like, what, what, what? You don't know what a childhood is, mate. Honestly. I just want I, to give I you mean, a luck. <laughs> I know. L- luckily for me, um, my my best friend at the time, Fraser, he was massive in, like, massively into WWF. So when I went around his house, I could, I could watch it, and I was like, "This is the coolest thing ever." <laughs> um, I, I never really got yeah. into it. My brother, when he was younger, he really got into it, but he told, later told me that that was his gay awakening. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes perfect sense. <laughs> It's very camp, isn't it? Wrestling it really is very is. homoerotic. It is. It yeah. definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're going off on a tangent. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to this film, um, I, I was going to ask you guys, you know, when you, when you said at the beginning, Steph, that um, most of the budget went on, I actually thought that you were going to say went on Brendan Fraser because mm. I, didn't, I don't really know. I know in 1998 and 1999, I think the, like, the top, top actor was, well, comedic actor was probably maybe Jim Carrey, but... Or, or maybe not. I'm not sure, but I, I just I, I really didn't. I couldn't work out whether Brendan Fraser was really, really 
like a hot actor at the time or whether this was very much him trying to, to restart his his acting career. Yeah, when no, um, no. When was George of the Jungle? So basically, um, George of the Jungle was 1997 and the director for this film, Stephen Summers, he basically cast Brendan Fraser because of George of the Jungle. He thought that he really oh. had that, like... Errol Flynn, swashbuckling vibe, like charismatic, charming, mm. doesn't take himself too seriously, um, kind of leading man vibe. And I think he's perfectly cast for this film. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was from the fact that he'd done George of the Jungle, so he was still kind of on the up and up, like really hot actor. Um, but would you like to guess who else was considered for the role of uh, Rick O'Connell? Ooh. You shall have a trivia queen! Who? In 1999. 1999. Uh, Will Smith? I was going to say Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. It, kind of in a similar vein, I feel, to Tom Cruise, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, uh, Okay. So he was rumoured to have been offered the role, but he was contractually obligated to film The Beach. Um, which I've never seen The Beach. I've never watched that movie. But I remember oh, when it wow. came out, I feel like that was a big mm. a big film at the time. Um, so yes, he apparently really wanted to do this film, but it, it, the timing uh, for filming didn't line up. I, so, don't but think, I, I don't think that would have been as good as a film. No offence, Leonardo no. DiCaprio, but like, I don't no. know. He, he seemed quite young as well. Yeah, I mean, he, they'd got a similar hairstyle going on. They did. I feel like Brendan Fraser and uh, in mm. this film... And Leonardo DiCaprio have that kind of 90s, like, floppy curtain hairstyle going on in this movie. But, yeah, no, I think Brendan Fraser just brings that slightly more comedic element to the film. But he's also still very charming and Mm. um, handsome. So it works perfectly. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine if they wanted to cast Mel Gibson, but they, but, but they, but they stipulated that he had to have curtains? <laughs> I definitely don't think this film would have done as well with Mel Gibson. No, it, it would. Yeah. It would have been too serious. Um, but yeah. I, I really wasn't expecting you to say Leonardo DiCaprio. I think I was expecting maybe someone like Jim Carrey. But I think, Jim like Carrey. you said, maybe they were. <laughs> well, I th- yeah, and I think it's because I, I. I thought that what they wanted for this character was someone who could play action, but also be a bit comedic. But I oh, think okay. that that I think that that's probably just Brendan Fraser bringing that to the role. If that makes sense, yeah, if they yeah, were looking yeah. at like Leonardo DiCaprio, um, but I think that's part of why I liked him as a character. Like he could say things, and it was just in, unintentionally funny. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, um, that's kind of what I picked. I up mean, on. the script for this movie is not good. Really, it's. It's very... How like, dare you? It's, it's very cartoonish. Um, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of parts where you think, oh, they definitely used that for the trailer. You know what yeah, it's like? Yeah, yeah, um, they put that line in there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, this isn't looking good. And it's like, you know that that line is going to be, like, used in the trailer for the film. But that's the thing, like, you know what you're signing up for when you watch The Mummy? Like, if you want, like, a super serious action movie... Like, don't watch The Mummy. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. So I watched this with a massive glass of wine and had a really good time with it. But there were loads of times where I just turned to Lily and went, 
that's bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> loads of times. Where, there's a thing where, like, Evie's on about, like, religion or something, and then she turns to Ricky and goes, I believe in always being prepared, and then cocks a shotgun. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's not a basis of faith. <laughs> that's definitely a line for the trailer, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Awful. But it is great. I mean, it's just silly. It's like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's just this very yeah. similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah, no dodgy accents in this film, really. Well, yeah, you say that. <laughs> Gone. And then a few people throw under the bus. So, no, it's just that, so, I mean, this is set in Egypt. Obviously, no, there's no one, it's a Hollywood film in the 90s. There's no one Egyptian playing any of these roles. There's like, you know, the guy that played Imhotep was, was just a white South African dude. And then, yeah. you know, like everyone else is just from other parts of the world. Like, I think, what's um, his girlfriend called? Oh, an accent moon. Yeah, she's Venezuelan. Uh, oh. So I don't know. I don't know if their accent's questionable. But anyway, but um, the guy that plays Jonathan, um, he's he's Scottish, and it, his Scottish thing kind of kind of comes out in a few lines. But I was saying he honestly feels like that he's performing in a play. He's so rah, 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 like about the place. It's like, you need to tone it down, mate. Just tone it down a little bit. Yeah. It's a very one-dimensional character um, yeah. for him, I think, in this film. is a little bit wasted. And like, yeah, Rachel Weisz just spends the whole time being like the sort of startled virgin. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. <laughs> O'Connell. <laughs> she does. Um, but... I still, I just like, just like looking at her. She's just so beautiful. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a Brendan Fraser like appreciation episode, but I really, it's too. a Rachel Weisz yeah. one, isn't it? Let's be honest. Oh, she's she's just gorgeous. Yeah. 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 And I was loving, I was loving all of her outfits in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I did go into this thinking I'm, you know, I'm going to be man crushing all over Brendan Fraser, but when Rachel came on screen, I was like, oh wow, I, I don't remember her being being this pretty when yeah. I was watching this as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like she, yeah, she was really stunning. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? Um, she looks even better now. Like, she's just crazy. Gets better with age. Mm. Isn't she married to Daniel Craig? She is. What she a power is. couple that is. Yeah. He chose wisely. <laughs> That's an Indiana Jones reference. I know. <laughs> <laughs> There is another guy, though, that... So I remember watching this film with my family. It was definitely kind of a Hambling family classic. Mm. And um, there's an actor called Oded Fair. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. He plays the... Um, oh, one, the the guy with the tattoos on his face. Oh, you got the head of the yes. Magi. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. And I just always remember my mum being like, he is so gorgeous. Mm. Like, we'd be watching this film. <laughs> just be like, oh yeah, he's hot. <laughs> like, All right, mum, keep it in your pants. <laughs> but yeah, watching it as an adult woman now, I'm like, yeah, mum, I understand. No, I get he's it. Hot, eh? Bev's on the money. Get it. Absolutely. <laughs> Fair play. I feel like he p- plays a bigger character in the second movie. Yeah, I think yeah. he does as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, he he just kind of slips in and out of this story. Um, yeah. In, in movie number one but yes very good looking stuff uh, absolutely he does yeah, absolutely but I've got to say he is the, he is actually this story is told out of focus he is the hero of this story he is actually the main character if you think about it 
right? You've got a bunch of colonial twats that come over to Egypt that unleash... Well, Rick, unleashes a deadly curse, right? It's actually Evie. Yeah, well, he's the one that like stumbles across this thing and then, yeah, she releases... She reads the thing from the dead and then so many people die from it and at the end, they're like held as the hero. All they did was temporarily like correct the mistake they made and then your mate goes off riding into the sunset and it's like he's lost all of his mates because of these twats <laughs> that came and did what they were told not to do yeah what he, yeah. he kind of he kind of at the beginning you know he, he's that character that says yeah don't do that thing yeah and then later on he says no seriously don't do that thing yeah they do that thing and then he helps out at the end and everyone's like yes brendan fraser yeah and he's like yep yeah, Brendan Fraser, yeah. don't do that again. <laughs> There's a scene Always where... Always the bridesmaid. <laughs> they're, they're all at Hamanaptra and they're, um, then the, the, what are they call the, the med, Medi? The Magi, yeah. Magi. The Magi, yeah. <laughs> the Magi. They, um, they come in and there's a big, like, shootout and, like, loads of them get killed. Yeah. And then he just goes, you must leave here or you'll die. You have one day. <laughs> And it's like, could he not have sent one person in to just very calmly say, um, yeah, so you've got one day to leave yeah, or yeah, you're going to yeah. die. But he waits until quite a lot of his comrades are, are murdered. And yeah. then says, oh, please, please go home. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was a missed opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. Could have had like a little council meeting. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of, of death, a lot of people getting shot. Um, yeah. I mean, like, Evie and her brother shoot multiple people. There's yeah. no sort of, Who are like, not bad guys. repercussions. They're no, not bad they're guys just... at all. They're the people that are trying to stop them doing what they're not meant to be doing. Awful. Yeah. 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 I, I have to say that those are the scenes that I get a bit bored with, like, the constant, like, gunfights. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't really care about this bit. They were wearing a lot of plot armour as well. They seem to have just avoided every single bullet that was being thrown their way. Yeah. And they managed to yeah. outrun horses a lot. And, uh, yeah. You know. And camels. Yeah. yeah, I did like that scene, but uh, that that race between the camels and the horses that was apparently neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a lot of plot armor in this film. Yeah. Um, I think there are in films like this. Yeah, um, it's the whole just be, genre. Yeah, be a very short movie if it. there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah, don't release him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> Credits. So the scene, <laughs> the scene at the beginning where um, Rick O'Connell is is being hung um, for a, a crime, and um, and he looks like Evie, George of the Jungle, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He's very George of the Jungle at that point. Needs a haircut. It, yeah, he doesn't look as good as he looks in George of the Jungle. Um, no, it's it a bit, a bit off, a isn't it? Yeah. But when they actually filmed that scene, Brendan Fraser near like actually nearly died. Um, really? d- filming the hanging scene he had to be resuscitated um yeah so I, d- I don't know how they how they film it whether they actually hang they must have hung him up by his neck but wow. it seems a bit dangerous you'd think there'd be a simpler <laughs> way these days yeah. <laughs> green screen a, a stool yeah <laughs> yeah but oh no we can't we can't give you a stool brennan we've used all the uh, the money on uh, reanimating <laughs> the mummy so we're just gonna wing it all right yeah sound see you a bit <laughs> It'd be grand. It'd be yeah, like, try not to a, die. There's a million ways without CGI you could you could you could, <laughs> you could you could I could just imagine a conversation where Brenda's like, so we, we 
So you just want me to put this around my neck? Yeah, just put it around your neck, Brendan. It's it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't feel that safe though. No, no, no it's fine, yeah. Brendan. What about just go the with it. one that goes around my waist that you just have to hide with? I don't know a shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. no, no, no. This is no, no. This, this is, is fine. This is better. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. It's more of their dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you? Uh, so, in terms of uh, like the key scenes of the film, did you have any scenes that you would say were your favorite, or just the most memorable scenes, not necessarily favorite scenes, um, that were that wasn't the um, the, the the library scene? Uh, the, the the one that I kind of went, oh, I know this, and it it yeah, it kind of kind of remembered it a little bit was when they um, some of the magi come on the boat and basically try and get the um, the key off Evie. And they end up, you know, having a massive gunfight and the ship catches on fire and it sinks. And there's a bit where, like, all these American people are having, like, a shoot-off with them and then Jonathan goes, oh, Americans. I was like, oh, I remember that line. Oh, I remember <laughs> being like 80s. Yeah. yeah. Any, any scene where it looks like people had a really good time splashing about in a pool, I'm down for <laughs> in, like, a Hollywood film. Because yeah. I'm just like, I'd yeah. love to be there filming that, messing about. <laughs> That scene on the boat, there's um there's a scene where Evie is um in her bathroom mm. and then she like looks down, then she looks in the mirror and mm. one of the magi is behind her. And it actually really made me jump <laughs> like watching it recently. I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 It was like one of the scariest parts of the film. I just wasn't expecting it. Forgot about that bit. <laughs> like a horror film. <laughs> I think the one scene that was uh, uh, for a similar reason, Steph, is um, that I can't remember. I think it was um, that American who had his eye oh, yeah. and oh, his yeah. tongue taken out. And then it, he just kind of turns the camera in that one scene where they're like, is he okay? Yeah, I thought that was really, really uncomfortable scene, which is why I, I think I'm honestly quite surprised when you said, Joe, that it was pitched as a PG-13 because... There is a lot of death in this film, um, but mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of really gross, uncomfortable scenes that I think as a child were really stick in my memory. Like mm. one of the things that definitely like stayed with me were the um, were the creepy sorry, what do you call them, scabbers or beetles or the scarabs, scarabs. yeah, scarabs, scabbers. yeah, um, <laughs> the be- <laughs> the beetles, um, yeah, and how they were like crawling under the skin. I just vividly remember mm. like seeing them like crawl. Oh my gosh! Mm. But um, yeah, I think there's there's a few scenes, but that one where the man's eyes and uh, his tongue are taken out and there's just like gaping holes in his face. Oh, absolutely gross. Well, the, the thing is, um, so this is a remake of a 1930s movie. Yeah, me. I didn't know that until I uh, started watching this and read about yeah. it. Yeah. And it was pitched originally as a horror film. Oh, right. So um, I think it went through various different rewrites and, and maybe different directors, I think. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, it was so it was meant to be sort of this quite yeah scary horror film, but I think it you know developed and then it kind of focuses more on the the action and the romance. But there are mm. definitely elements of of horror in this mm. film. Yeah. But it is weird because I just I definitely was not scared. I remember just no. not being as a you know ten year old, not really finding it scary. And I mm. I don't know if that's because it was. It was also funny and campy, so it's not like watching a straight-up horror film, although many horror films are very campy. Mm. But I think probably the scariest bit for me uh, is the scene at the end where Benny 
um, who is Rick's sort of like old ex-friend slash, um, I think you call him a nemesis, but he's like constantly there, like mm. um, getting in the way and um, yeah, double crossing Rick. And he gets trapped at the end in the, in the pyramid or what well, is yeah, not yeah. the, the temple yeah. i don't know the tomb yeah. yeah um that bit's so scary where like he's just got the um the torch and then the torch is slowly going out and you can hear all the scarab beetles coming towards him and it's like oh, it's really dark <laughs> just <laughs> like i know a lot of people get murdered in this film but the fact that he's like stuck in the tomb at the end it just oh that yeah that bit stuck with me I think I think when I was a really young child and I was scared of the dark, I think that's why I assumed would happen when the lights went out. Yeah. Oh, Max! <laughs> like you know, when I was in like primary school and I was just scared of the dark, um, I just remember thinking, yeah, that something similar to that would happen. So I related to that scene, you know. Really <laughs> no wonder your parents wouldn't let you watch watch a lot of things, Max. <laughs> Did you not grow up with scabbards in in your in your bedroom? <laughs> But no, I, yeah, I think that scene was really well done. It's um, it's like you said, Steph. There's like really overt horror that can come across as quite cheesy and camp sometimes. But it's the it's when it's done it's done in a really tasteful way, and mm. like it's the bits that you don't see in that mm. film. You just hear it, and then the rest you make up in your imagination. I think that was that was done really yeah, well. Um, definitely. Yeah, mm. yeah. I I also liked. Um, I don't know if you um, you're a fan of the comedian, but um, you know Ahmed Jalili. Yeah, he was really mm. funny in this, isn't he? Yeah. Um, again, for some reason, I thought he was in number two. I don't think he is. Yeah. I mean, no, he dies. He, he dies pretty early on. Yeah. yeah, he dies really early on. But I didn't expect that, and I was no. like, oh, like I watched it this time, and I thought, oh yeah, he's a he's a fairly big character. I think he's in number two. But no, I'm just mixing the two <laughs> films again. Yeah. I think this was his first feature film debut oh, as right. well. Mm. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah, but yeah, I thought he was uh, he. He was good comic relief as well when he yeah. was bartering for the for camels and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few uh, there's a few good characters. I did think that the um, the only character that I didn't really like, and I, I'm I'm scared to say it just in case someone when you guys love it, but it was it was um, sorry uh, Rachel Weiss's. Um, so um, it was Evelyn's brother. Yeah, I know. Annoying. The you know the bumbling. Yeah. Um, yeah, very stereotypical British. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, he was just really his character didn't really give me a lot, and he kind of he was just really annoying. Um, but I think again, watching this as a kid, maybe I didn't pick up on that. But as an adult, I'm looking at his character, I'm like, ah, oh, you're really just annoying. Yeah, just isn't annoying. He? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. But I think it's because he fell into that. Re- he just he was just a, the embodiment of a stereotype, wasn't he? Yeah. And I could hear like when he was talking, I could hear America. I could hear the American scriptwriters like typing out his lines. Literally. Um, <laughs> I hate it when that happens in in, uh, in films. You could just hear how like yeah. they wrote the line, and maybe yeah. it was because of the way that he delivered it. But as you can tell, not a big fan. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like whenever he was on screen, I was like, "Oh, what are you doing now? All oh, right, okay." Obviously, saying those lines. So. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I don't I don't mind him in this film. I think he gets slightly more caricaturish um, and annoying in the second film. I think oh, he becomes he? even more sort oh, of one dimensional. Oh. Um, but. I'm not. Yeah, I don't mind him in this film, but I know what you mean. He, it's very sort of. It's like what we've discussed before. You've got the, the American, main yeah. hero, yeah. and then you've got the the kind of nerdy yeah. British stereotypical. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing glasses to be honest. Yeah. Like, in this yeah. film, 
Yeah. Well, they had to save that for the character who got killed, whose whole um, personality was based around the fact that he wore glasses. And yeah. <laughs> when when his glasses got broken, um, he was almost instantly blind to the point where he, he's couldn't powerless. See, he couldn't see his hand in front of his face. It was just the most <laughs> unrealistic thing. You know where light is, though, right, mate? Come on, just... <laughs> Yeah, it never yeah. makes sense as well that um, the mummy comes and takes his eyes. Yeah. Because surely you'd want someone that has good eyesight. Yeah, literally. And out of all of them, the mummy's like, yeah, takes his eyes. And then you don't get any scenes of the mummy like walking into walls and be like, oh, I can't say anything. No. Well, I was thinking, is that why that he thinks that Evie is like almost like the reincarnation <laughs> of his girl? Because he just, he just can't, it's just, oh, yeah, she, she looks pretty. Yeah, she must be the one. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. His tongue, yeah. though. He took his tongue. Maybe he's got a good tongue. He took his tongue. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> he's, hey, 3,000 years, he's got to do something. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, but, I think uh, one of the scenes that I really thought and kind of hoped was in this film, but it's definitely in the second one, is... Um, there's like a fight scene between Evie and Anaxanamun. Um, but I think that's, that always, it is in the second one. It's obviously not in this film. Um, oh. And yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because I think in the second film, they sort of do a bit more exposition back in Egypt and show what um, what was cracking off then. And yeah, I, I was disappointed not to, not to see two, mm. two very gorgeous ladies having a bit of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, by the sounds of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read yeah. as well that, um, so Anaxana Moon, she's basically painted gold. She's Pharaoh's mistress, mm. and so no man is allowed to touch her. And Imhotep and her are in love, and that's why, he, he, well, they murder the Pharaohs. I mean, that's pretty bad, but then um, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're murdered and uh, Imhotep's turned into the mummy um but yeah her costume consists literally of like body paint and like some chain mail yeah and i read that for the television broadcast of the film a a very small bikini was painted onto her body for (laughs) modesty (laughs) yeah better to be safe yeah yeah re-watching this again surprised that it's a pg-13 because um they won't have done that when it when it was screened, and um, yeah, it's very revealing outfit in the opening few minutes, yeah. really, isn't it? You know what kind of film you're getting um, into straight away, don't you? Gets you hooked straight away. Absolutely. Yeah. There's the money. I think shot. it's one of the. Yeah, I remember. I, I do vividly remember the, that that scene, but not because I was as a kid. I was like, "Wee!" But it's one of those scenes <laughs> that you watch with your. <laughs> could you, could you <laughs> it's what? No, it's because it's one of those scenes that you watch with your parents, and I was just like, "Oh my god, Awkward. don't know where to, don't know where to look." This is so yeah. cringe. Um, uh, but yeah, again, I, I'm just flabbergasted that this bloody film is a PG-13. Mm. I can't believe that. But mm. well, it hey. might not be. I, I, I don't know. That's what it is in America. I don't know what it was here. Maybe it was 12. Yeah, not- it must have been a 12. Mm. I love that we could just Google it and we're just going to speculate for the whole podcast. Yeah, speculate. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when people do that and I'm weird doing it. Well, this yeah. film's not... This film, this film... This podcast isn't really based in fact, is it? It's just a sort <laughs> of... This theory. Yeah, speculating. Jeffrey. Misinformation. <laughs> yeah. Spreading misinformation about 90s movies. Did you know they got a real mummy? <laughs> I, um... Have you guys ever seen a mummy? Uh, like, yeah, a real mummy? There was... Um, yeah, there was one at Derby Museum. There is. 
So yeah, I wondered um, if you'd, you'd if you'd been to see it. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Just always go and check up. Have a little. <laughs> Had to keep going up. back for more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? There you go. <laughs> Still under the weather. <laughs> no, I ha- I have I haven't ever seen a mummy in truth. Um, oh, we'll have to go to Derby Museum, Max. Yeah, we'll have to go. I know. <laughs> Clearly, I've been to the British Museum. You know the how I don't know if you guys have ever been to the British Museum, but they've got humongous Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> no, you should. If, if you haven't, you should check it out. Honestly, it's. it's um... You guys don't look like you've been to a museum. No. <laughs> don't know if you guys have ever been to the uh, British Museum, yeah. not the Derby Museum. I think you're fine. <laughs> it's in London, don't you know? <laughs> Oh, we didn't all grow up in London, Max. <laughs> you, now you just sound like Evie's brother. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you're becoming the trope. Yeah, I didn't get to watch WWF, but I was allowed to go to the British Museum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but now they've, they've got a humongous uh, Egypt section that's really, really cool. I guess uh, maybe I have seen one there. I'm not really sure, hmm. but we should, we should all Didn't leave a lasting impression. No, it didn't. It didn't no. Um, we should all take a trip to the British Museum. That's really cool. I mm. really like it. Let's do it. Podcast if, if, trip. Live podcast. Yeah. Or, or Derby Museum. One of the two. <laughs> that might be a bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, did, would, did you, would you recommend this film to someone who'd never seen it today? I'm guessing you may do, Joe, because obviously you, you, you get... You, like you got you recommended like watching it with your girlfriend. Yeah, I, I would say if you're having a drink, absolutely watch it and just take it for what it is. Um, don't take it too seriously. And if you're mad that you've seen it based on our recommendation, um, fuck off because there's a worse mummy film out there that we told you not to watch. So uh, yeah, but the, just going by what you were saying earlier, Steph, about how originally they wanted to make it a horror, maybe that's the direction that they went in with the. Tom Cruise movie which didn't really work I don't know yeah so I think with the Tom Cruise movie they're trying to start I think it's called like the Dark World franchise or something because they basically want to make like a film about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and they kind of want it to be all part of the same universe Um, they wanted to do a Marvel thing didn't they really with with yeah but with like the classic horror characters like the mummy and King um, Kong, apparently. Yeah. Um, but in, interestingly enough, the, the director that did this film also did uh, Van Helsing, that really awful film oh, with... Okay. Um, that makes sense. It's Hugh, it's Hugh Jackman, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, in, in yeah. Van Helsing. So, yeah, I wonder if he was also trying to start off this kind of, like, dark universe. Um, yeah, I don't think it was that successful, but... No. Um, I would 100% recommend this film but with a big caveat that like it's not like a perfect movie it's not like yeah. it's not it's not gr- it is great but not because it's a great movie a bit like um, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves like you can watch yeah. it and have a, have a good old time enjoy it it's the sort of film that if it's on TV I'll always sit and watch the rest of it you know wh- where, yeah. whichever point you're at in the film yeah always um, yeah absolutely Great film to watch with the fam. Um, maybe around Christmas time. I don't know. Put it on. It doesn't have a so, big yeah, Christmas I... feel to it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like... Feel... No, okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of times when you're together with your families and you might want to put a film on oh, that okay, you don't have to concentrate me. too hard on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. 
It is, it is one of those kind of, we've had a Sunday dinner, I can't be asked to move, I'm so full. Oh, look, what, we've missed half an hour of the mummy. Should we? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's not, yeah, there's, there's certain films, just because I'm a bit of a weirdo, where if I'm 20 minutes in or even 15 minutes in, I'm like, no, no, I can't watch it because I've, I've missed the beginning. Yeah. But I could watch this at any point and just and still enjoy it. Yeah. But I think it's maybe because I've seen it so many times over mm. the years. And also because, like you said, you don't take it seriously. No. <laughs> you should not take so, this film seriously. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. But um, it did make me want to watch number two again. Partly me because too. a lot of the... Yeah, I felt like there were loads of missing scenes, but it's because it's in the second film. Yeah. So uh, I think I will be watching number two soon, definitely. Well, I don't know if Steph's choosing it next, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do all the, yeah. do all the mummy films. Well, like we have said before, you know, why don't we just make this into a Brendan Fraser appreciation yeah. podcast? Really should. Uh, <laughs> really should. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll save that for another time. <laughs> but next week will be our Halloween special Ooh. podcast uh, to tie in with the great holiday that is Halloween. Mm. And so we've, we've been having a bit of discussion, haven't we, about which direction we're going to go with our Halloween choice. Yeah. Mummy too. You know, do... <laughs> well, it's a horror film. <laughs> do we choose a film that is a typical Halloween movie from the 90s mm. or... As we are 90s kids, do we choose a film that we watched as children that scared the shit out of us? Well, we say we, but it's actually you. It's your turn, so... I, so, yeah, <laughs> no well... No <laughs> I think I think I know which way I'm going to go. Okay. And I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit scared to choose this film. Oh, no. But I'm going to go for it. So, when I was little, I watched... The Return to Oz. Oh, mate. <laughs> and so I'm going to bite the bullet and let's rewatch this because this film <clears throat> scared the bejesus out of me. Um, so for Halloween, it's not technically a Halloween movie, but for Halloween we are going to watch uh, Return to Oz, the oh, 1985 movie, which is available to watch on Disney+. Plus. Oh, is it? Uh, right. Yeah. So, oh, I, I thought, don't know what I I've thought done. they just kind of... It tried to erase history with that one like Disney in the 80s just all the, that scary stuff they brought out that was unintentionally like making kids Terrifying. go to sleep yeah absolutely just, just just out of interest sorry Steph have you have you I know you said you obviously saw this when you were younger and you, it scared the bejesus out of you have you literally only ever watched this once yeah I've never watched it since because it scared me too much oh <laughs> I've, I've wow. only t- like accidentally turned the TV over to a channel where it's been on and then gone no and then <laughs> no, no, turn this off. Just leave. <laughs> um, but I've seen, I've googled image, like I've searched some pictures for it, and it looks, it looks horrible, mate. It looks absolutely horrible. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. like Joe, I've never seen this film before. I I don't think I've ever seen clips, but I think uh, after Steph mentioned it one time um i googled i googled it saw some images <laughs> yeah. looks absolutely frightening so <laughs> i'm saying, so i really i can't wait for to watch this yeah for oh. saying i'd quite happily watch uh, the conjuring on a saturday night yeah. um and and I, that i'm scared to watch this film might tell you something um so yeah join us next week and and see if we're still still, still friends after i've made us watch this <laughs> I need some psychological help. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, good luck. Uh, 
Yeah. We'll <laughs> see you all wait. next week then. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Thanks for choosing week. this movie, Max. It was a good choice. It was. Yeah. Nice one. Choice. Fantastic. I don't think we'll be saying the same thing next week, but uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> we'll be cursing Steph's name, I imagine. I know. <laughs> oh, mate. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. If you like what you heard, then don't forget to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, then why not leave us a review? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 90s Kids Movie Pod and let us know which movies you grew up watching.